Lifestyle creep, you know, happens a lot. You know, you get excited about all that extra money and you just go to spending it without budgeting it and figuring out what are what are my goals. And then those are places, you know, as a as a coach, you know, with financial well-being that that you get yourself into trouble because before you know it, your money is controlling you and you aren't really coming up with this plan to, to be in charge of your money. Welcome to the Community Conversation Podcast presented by Community America Credit Union. We have a compelling and impactful story to tell, and our goal with these conversations will never be to sell you something. We would rather have an important discussion with our very talented employees, leaders, members, community partners, and experts from a variety of industries and causes to help educate and inform you. Stay tuned at the end of the podcast for some important disclosures. Hey there, welcome back to the Community Conversation presented by Community America. I'm Justin Rickliffs, your host today, friend and partner of Community America. And we've got the amazing voices, the duo who've been on here now for three or four straight months, oh, <laughs> Taylor sucks. and Ryan, as we continue our finances through the life stages. And today we're going to talk about changing careers, which happens more frequently now than ever before, maybe, Indeed, Is that, yeah. if that's a dramatic statement. I'm sorry. But it seems like uh, in the history of at least our country. There are, uh, statist- yeah, there are yeah. statistics that, that show that. Good. Thank you for yeah. validating Glad my to. instinct. <laughs> uh, Ryan and Taylor, welcome back. Reintroduce yourselves for us if you don't mind. I'm, I'm Ryan Stites. I'm a financial well-being manager with Community America. Um, I provide uh, individualized one-on-one coaching with members and really anyone in the community that's interested in improving their financial peace of mind. Um, I also do a lot of financial education and literacy presentations and <clears throat> emphasize um, financial well-being from um, the viewpoint of things like improving credit, um, helping people uh, budget and save money, um, helping people come up with strategies to pay down debt. Um, so those are all things that tend to be so unique and individualized that that's where the free one-on-one coaching comes in. I love it. That's awesome. Taylor? My name is Taylor Ahern. I am a wealth advisor with Wealth Management by Community America. I work with individuals, families, couples, um, everyone you can imagine. And what we talk about is what are your long-term goals, short-term goals, everything in between. And then we develop a plan to get you to those goals. That's awesome. Uh, it's great to have you two back. Thanks for joining us again. So career changes, and we alluded to this a minute ago, but um, and, and obviously the the landscape had been shifting anyway. Um, the pandemic seemed to accelerate that shift, and the workforce has changed quite significantly over the yeah, last several years. Uh, the ability for remote work, the ability for video conferencing, um, working for companies not even in your hometown, as an example. There's a million different examples. But in in this ever-changing and quickly evolving fun, uh work landscape there are, there are people making big oh, and sometimes just subtle career career shifts and changes so as part of that that opens us up to this conversation about um, how to help members be intentional about those changes intentional about their planning during those changes how do we help them um, again kind of these similar build, building blocks that we've talked about in other life stages but budgeting and financial habits and the stability needed to ensure that um, that career change is a successful one financially, not just maybe from a from a job standpoint, perhaps. So um, that's a mouthful. That's a lot. <laughs> um, how would you to set the stage for this conversation? Well, I think that you've already said it, you know, be intentional. 
Like before you just go jumping into a different career, before you change jobs, make sure that you are are prepared. Um, and that, that means a little something for, for everybody. It depends on, on the career, depends on the change. I mean, and you know, we can always assume that we can always assume that the goal is to get a, get a job that's going to pay you more, but, but more and more, there's also statistics that say, you know, a lot of people are choosing careers that actually pay less that are just more life giving. Mm -hmm. So, um, especially which, whichever case you find yourself. Um, how are you being intentional? How are you looking forward well enough and knowing the, the money situation that, that you have to know what you need to do to, to be successful? Yeah, I actually just met with a client um, last week and she made a job change where the pay increase wasn't as substantial as you would mm -hmm. maybe go out and look for. But she was working from home. And when she did the math of how much money she was saving from mm -hmm. gas, driving to work, putting the miles on her car, getting dressed every morning. Um, so one lifestyle, she didn't have to commute, which can make anybody angry by the time they get to work, how, depending on how long your commute is. Um, she got up and she didn't have to necessarily get dressed every day to the extent she was before. So she's saving a lot of money in those categories. Mm. And secondly, she's just more happy because she didn't want to do the commute. Some some people love to go into the office, so it's different for everybody. And then what I drill down into is the benefits. You know, mm. look at the 401k matches. Look at the HSA matches. Um, look at the – do they offer fertility benefits or well, adoption even, benefits? Even the difference in insurance costs. I, I made a career change, and with it, there was a $1,000 a month difference in health care insurance for mm. me and my family. Um, that's something that uh, comes out of my paycheck. My, my wife is ultimately self-employed. So, you know, that's something that on my side of things, so $1,000, I mean, that was a $12,000 a year difference. For sure. Um, you know, when you really kind of add it up in the way of salary and income. You can't um, look at really any internet site or social media profile or, or, or platform these days and not run across this phrase of mindfulness <laughs> or yeah. awareness or, um, and there's lots of different, of course, like implications of that and what that means to folks. But as as Ryan, you talked about the word intention. Um, it, it made me think of mindfulness and being aware and conscious and intentional about these career shifts. So as you guys have coached and 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 navigated and guided and lots of lots of times folks through these career changes, what are some maybe um, things to avoid or common pitfalls or piece, places where there wasn't good awareness or there Absolutely, wasn't good yeah. intention? I, I, I've, I've coached uh, and, and counseled financially um, more than one person who, who's been the victim of lifestyle creep. Hmm. Um, lifestyle creep is that idea that um, the more money you make, the more money you just spend. Um, so, you know, uh, you know, whatever the example might be, um, you know, an, an individual that, that gets a new, new job and with it, you know, comes a, a $12,000 a year raise and their, their, you know, their net is whatever it is, six, $700 a month. And they're like, sweet, I can, I can go buy that luxury car that I want to. Mm. Um, now the, the, the issue becomes, you know, where, where were you at in your, your monthly budget before that? You know, were you just getting by and living paycheck to paycheck? Was that an opportunity for you to put some, some money aside into savings? Were you, uh, you know, did you have debt that you really needed to be paying down? Um, lifestyle creep, you know, happens a lot. You know, you get excited about all that extra money and you just go to spending it without budgeting it and figuring out what are, what are my goals? And then those are places, you know, as a, as a coach, you know, with financial well-being that, that, you get yourself into trouble because before you know it, your money is controlling you, 
and you aren't really coming up with this plan to to be in charge of your money. And a job change is uh, a sign that you need to call your financial advisor, in my opinion, Um, because it's one of the most exciting things I work with. So whether it is some sort of layoff or you got a pay raise, whatever the case may be, we're going to plan accordingly. Um, Because a a layoff, sometimes I'll take a bad scenario and turn it good Mm. if maybe you make some mindful decisions. So um, you're laid off, you get a package, Mm. you plan accordingly, and you get a job ahead of time. All of a sudden, whatever package, if you got one, can be a huge benefit and set Absolutely. you ahead in certain goals versus someone might get laid off, not plan accordingly, spend the money maybe in not the best way possible, mm-hmm. and then delay getting a job. All of a sudden, you could be in a tough situation. I have seen a situation like that be the best thing that ever happened to mm-hmm. a person, and I have also seen it be the worst. And then if you make a job change and get a promotion, by all means, I'm going to say celebrate it to a certain Absolutely, extent. Absolutely, yeah. For sure. Yeah, but, but, but again, be intentional about it, right? Right. Make sure that the money is already budgeted, set aside. You know where that's coming from and how that's going to go. Correct. But then we, we say, okay, you've got this raise. We're going to have fun with a little bit of it, but the rest, we're going to take steps to set you ahead. So what what is most important? Is it retiring early? All of a sudden, does that date creep a little sooner if we're mindful with it or... You know, because you've got to weigh the pros and cons. If you want that new car, that's fine. But how is it going to affect your plan? Does that keep your retirement date? And, Does it stretch and do it out? you have the emergency savings set aside to actually be able to afford those really thin, really expensive tires when you have a <laughs> blowout on the side of the interstate? You know, I mean, is so, you know, yeah, do you have... Do you have a plan overall? But being, it, it, it's still intentionality, mm. you know. Yeah, that's right. And and at least in my own experience, when bigger income or different job or whatever may have happened, if I didn't magically then have a plan, right? Like <laughs> I think it's like the, it's all this build. Right. It, like we've talked about forever. It's been this. Um, that's a continuation of a plan that should have been in place and a and a and an opportunity for um, increasing the momentum of whatever goal you had in the first place, not just magically um, going, oh, now is the time with this, to your example, $12,000 raise. Now is the time where I will operate out of a budget. (laughs) Well, but even if it is, you know, I'm never going to, as a coach, I never, I'm never going to judge you for not, for sure, for not having a budget in the past. But now that you've got this extra money, man, what, what would it look like for you to really put pencil to paper or just get out the Excel sheet and really put the numbers down of, oh, wow, I've got all this extra money. Wouldn't it be amazing to grow a savings account and have that set aside for whatever it is I wanted or needed? Or even beyond just emergency savings, whatever it is that you were saving for, um, you know, making sure that you had a down payment where, you know, you could hmm. you could spend less in interest. And it can avoid getting in that bad situation that you've been in before. Right. And so I think that's, that's the number one thing is I'm trying to plan ahead for my goals before I have to go and get in a situation I don't necessarily want to be in. And that can set me behind on future things. Yeah, I love that. Um, Taylor, you mentioned about being very specific and mindful of the benefits package in full. And Ryan, you, you highlighted even a couple examples of how um, a, a job change for you led to kind of a net gain of 12K just in the health insurance costs annually. Um, how have you seen the landscape change as you've 
counseled and coached and helped and guided members through these changes over these last, let's call it, you know, three to four years of this like wildly changing job market? Yeah. So first I would look at the benefits I currently have. Um, are you fully vested in your accounts? Um, do you have some sort of pension that your current employee is going to offer? Are you giving up mm. any benefits? Um, that's number one that I would look at. Is it best to stay at this company for X amount of years for that benefit? It may not be. It may be. But just being knowing what you could potentially give up. And then, two, when you're going in, one, know your worth and negotiate whatever you think is necessary. So if maternity benefits are the number one most important thing to you, focus on that. Tell your employer, hey, I want to make this change, but here's what I need to do so and see if there's any flexibility there. Um, because if you add up, you know, like Ryan said, good benefits, mm. um, if you added up health insurance, 401k matches, that's a lot of money on the table. And so figuring out what's most important to you. And I was just talking to a client about this is, you know, is a higher pay and less benefits is it worth it? And you kind of have to really dig down and, and do the math because the answer may be yes in some scenarios. It may be no, um, because if you have more pay and you have to cover some more costs on your own, you know, you, you just have to decide what's most most important to you there. So dig in through those benefits and ask for it when you're interviewing for a job. Yeah, and I think it reminds me of a colleague who was going through something similar and, and she um, was saying, well, on, on the open market, this this apples to apples job would technically be higher salary at a different place, mm-hmm. and then she goes, but at this current place, I have unlimited with some conditions, unlimited PTO. I have the ability to work from home. I have a small adventure budget that I get to spend on whatever I want that benefits my own professional growth. <laughs> so she literally like laces out all these like for sure financial. Things that implicate the, the that impact the overall financial picture for her and her family, but beyond that, it was kind of this mindset, this piece of it. You know, the Community America phrase of peace of mind. It it, it provided her this other um, wealth for her to yeah, have right, this flexibility. Absolutely. And to your point on your friend or neighbor, whoever who had the ability to work from home, and that saves money on dry cleaning costs and gas mileage and wear and tear on your car and et cetera, yeah, et cetera. So yeah. I think being um, employers seem to be embracing this. Um, ability to build these benefit packages in more custom ways than just more maybe traditional pay and 401k match and health insurance. Have you guys seen that? Absolutely. I've seen more job changes than ever before and um, all for different reasons. Mm. What's most important to you? And I think about, like I even looked at my, one of my old employers offered a gym right there um, mm. on campus. And so, you know, I was, <laughs> yeah. oddly enough, I was bummed to give that up, but I had to think, okay, you know, my commute's cut from, you know, 45 minutes to two minutes. Hmm. You know, all of a sudden I'm saving a lot on gas, take that money, buy a gym membership or whatever the case may be. Um, I see a lot of little benefits like that. So you just hmm. have to find but what's important to you because, hmm. you know, some people could care less about something like that. Yeah, in this, um, in these changes, always comes. There's always these like times, and you know whether it's a day or a week or a month or a season where you're in between paychecks, right? <laughs> and you're in between coverage. How do you? What are some things for 
the members and listeners to understand in these transitions to be mindful of? Well, making sure that you've got that plan for your your money, which usually we just call a budget, but making sure you know where the money is going, making sure that if there's places that are are non-essential um, spending, you know, that you, you know where those are at, what that is, and how you might be able to reel some of that in, especially if you're looking at a time during this transition where you could be without an income for, for a time. Um, you know, saving in advance, again, the preparation, the intentionality, that's where that comes back into play of, of saving up in advance as much as you can to cover those costs. Um, there's also, of course, pieces, as, as Taylor mentioned, with, with the benefits, you know, where are you losing health insurance for a time? Um, you know, do you know about COBRA? Have you worked through any of those issues, um, you know, depending on your health situation? Is that something that's essential and really important or just there for an emergency? Um, you know, I think you got to think about relocation considerations. Mm-hmm. If, if you're having to move, is someone going to help you pay for this move or pay for it entirely? Um, we have a, a, a friend that is in that situation now, and the, the real estate market is pretty tough right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and their house is not selling. Mm-hmm. Like, they are, they are gone, and they are kind of stuck in this situation. So mm-hmm. knowing in advance, you know, what, what are those options and opportunities? And I would say the emergency fund is one of the most important things you can have in most situations. So if I think about when my husband's company got bought out and, you know, most people lost their job, um, if you have that emergency savings, it gave us, we could take a breath and say, you don't have to rush out and get a job maybe you don't want. We can reset. We can cut the expenses that we don't think are absolutely necessary. We didn't have to pull our daughter out of her routine and change things for her, he got to really think about what's next for him. We didn't have to make a massive lifestyle change. And, you know, it can save you in so many different situations. So taking time to breathe, having money to pay for health insurance. And that's what, when we're evaluating the emergency savings fund, that is a situation it's for if you lose a job. It's not for, oh, I really want that car, (laughs) not an emergency. So thinking about when you're going to use it, what cover cost is it going to cover? That's great. As as members are changing, and, and sometimes changing is changing within a, their current company mm-hmm. <laughs> or stepping into a, an elevated position of responsibility or sometimes downgrading into, hey, I, I've done this high pressure thing for a while. I want to I want to shift gears and, and do something different within a company. So it's not always like, hey, we, we are getting new jobs with different employers necessarily. Um, but in all of these transitions, what are some financial habits that you would love to see more members adopt as they are mindfully shifting gears, either up or down? Yeah, I think about um, a gal I worked with. This is always one of my favorite stories. She was in a high-pressure job, um, and she she just hadn't put a plane together. And I would say your average person comes in to meet with me, and they don't feel confident about what they have. And it doesn't mean they're not doing a great job. You just don't know what you don't know. So we put a financial plan together. Um, and she went in the next day and quit her job and got a job at a local place just doing what she loves because she just wanted mm. to cover her base expenses. She had mm. saved well. She had done a phenomenal job. She just didn't know. Mm. And so I think taking control and obviously I think meeting with a financial advisor is very important. Mm. And once she found out, you know, I just want a part-time job in retirement. Mm. It's going to cover my expenses. It's going to allow me to do kind of the fun things I want. And for her, that was a perfect plan. Mm. Some people will say, I don't want to work part-time in retirement. But for her, it took all the stress off. 
She got insurance at the other place. That's all she needed, you know, a little bit of spending money. Um, and the change I've seen in her in the past couple years is just phenomenal. And it was simply boiled down to it wasn't that she wasn't doing a good job. She just didn't know and wasn't confident in her plan. Yeah, but she had a plan, right? And so that was what kind of enabled her to be successful, to have that financial peace of mind, even with the the, the change. Um, and, you know, that, that, that takes work. Mm-hmm. It takes work on the front end. Um, there, the, the savings piece, you know, I, I, I can't emphasize it enough with, with any of the folks I work with that just automating your savings can really go a long ways. Like all you got to do is, especially at least with, with, I mean, we have award-winning, you know, mobile app and, and online banking and, and automation is so easy. And, um, I, I get paid every other Friday and on those Fridays, like Some I got, goes other places. I got three <laughs> different right. automatic transfers that come off the top and I, we, we call it off the top because it's really money, you know, mm. of my net income mm. that I don't ever really see. And, and, and it's a part of my budget. So I don't really know that it's gone and I don't miss it. Mm. It, it doesn't take now. I have worked with people that really love clicking those buttons. And if that's you, that's great. Go for it. But for mm. me, at least, and, and I can't emphasize this enough with most people, mm. automation just makes sure that it's coming off the top. There's not ever, you know, you you, you just don't ever, I'm, you don't miss it until you need it. Yeah. And the sooner you start, the better, because you, your lifestyle doesn't know any different. And I feel like one of the strongest statements I'll make in this job is some of the most successful people I've seen automate their investments. It is not rocket science. It's living below your means and automating your investments. And so when you get that job change, if you're doing $100 a month, can I now afford to do $200 a month? Mm -hmm. And so those are the changes I would go in and make immediately if I get a pay increase and I can afford it. Absolutely. That lifestyle creep, that's the easiest way to avoid that is to make sure that you have that plan and, hey, I'm going to make a lot more money. Well, I'm going to invest a lot of that and I'm going to celebrate and maybe stick. Oh, I've got money now to put aside in a vacation account Mm -hmm. or I've got more money to put in my vacation account (laughs) so we can go, you know. Even bigger. Go even bigger. (laughs) That's right. That's great. And I'm, I'm listening to you both share stories of how you've guided and coached and advised people through these changes. And there, there's, for whatever reason, this possible, this potential reluctance to ask for help or ask for a third opinion. Um, and, and, I, and I think, you know, if, if we had a massive ache in our tooth, we wouldn't try to fix that on our own. <laughs> we would call the dentist and be like, please help me. Um, and so I think even this perspective and someone, especially with a coaching and an advisory position in your financial life, to um, to, to you have the, the relationship grounded enough to tell them the truth, help them see what they may or may not see, help help couples or or partners navigate potential mm-hmm. conflict mm-hmm. in the, well, I got a big raise and yeah, now our lifestyle is going to adjust. Well, maybe we should ask, maybe we should ask Taylor if that's the right idea and putting that um, onus on the the coach or the advisor. That seems to be a pretty critical piece of this whole thing. Yeah. I, th- I mean, more often than not, I see my job as an accountability partner. Mm. So um, because like most of, because our statements come out, you know, the first of the month, um, the first couple of weeks of each month are my busiest times. Mm. Um, because those are times that I've got people that um, are are wanting to make sure that they're they're looking at their budget and they know if they they meet with me whether that's virtually or or in person, like they better show up and 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 know where the money went last month, and know how much you know they stayed within or maybe missed the mark on their budget, 
um, for that month. And then, you know, we, we always sit down and we can adjust that, you know. All right, it's it's really up to, up to the member. It's not really mine to do to tell you how to spend your money. It's just mine to help make sure that you're spending the money where you most want to spend the money and that you're also paying attention to those goals of of investing and saving and, and doing those things as well. So, yeah, I, it's about accountability. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's an opportunity um, for for that, as you say, a, th- a third party to be involved to make sure I, I don't have skin in this game. Like I'm just here to help help and, and remind you of your goals and and help you you know stay on on task. And now it is sometimes it, there's again celebration involved. You hit some of those benchmarks of, wow, you For know sure. I'm trying to save two thousand dollars in the next year and I'm already at a thousand. Well, hmm. you know how are you going to celebrate? You know what are you going to do to to reward yourself? Yeah, I'd say my side's a, a little different. Someone comes in, you know, I'm there to hopefully share tools they don't maybe know what's around or they don't know how to do it or they don't know how to put their plan in place. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, you're a lot of a lot of areas of our life we're going to use a professional to help us. And so I think of a, a gentleman I'm working with right now. He owns his own business and he didn't realize there were types of accounts to maximize his retirement savings. And so we worked with the tax advisor and we're figuring out what's best for your business, your income level, your family, and how do we utilize those? Whereas before he, the past couple of years, he didn't know, he didn't even know there were options until he come, came to meet with me. And so just educating. And like I said, I'm, we're not going to force you into anything, but we're going to help share your options and provide you any services that may align with what's best for you. I love that. We, we've talked a bunch about the current state employee who's who's shifting gears or changing careers who comes to mind that are that are maybe at the end of this journey that you guys have watched do this well um people maybe at the stage of retirement or their grandparents and they're they're transitioning kind of their legacy what stories come to mind of um when you're in the middle of a career change you don't necessarily have that perspective of the long term potentially um so so what stories come to mind if any of of encouragement of folks who have done it really well. Yeah. Um, gosh, I, I've, I work with so many individuals in retirement and there's so many different ways to do it. You know, was it, I think of someone that, that took a job that offered a pension and during the tough times of their job, it was a, it was mm. a really difficult environment they worked in, but they held strong to knowing that what I'm doing now, and I'm not saying go out and be miserable for something like this, <laughs> but any job has tough times, I'd for say, sure. and, and reminding themselves, hey, what I'm doing, his, the level of um, income he now has during retirement because he chose to work at one place for so long mm. is significantly benefiting him. And I think about the wonderful life him and his wife have now with their grown children. They're traveling. Every time that they come into my office, they're sharing a different adventure they did. And, you know, me being in the middle of my career, I am very jealous. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, you're traveling with your kids, your grandkids. It's because I see it as a dream I hope to have someday. And so, you know, knowing, um, you know, I remember them sharing stories about we didn't get to do that with our children because we were trying to be mindful. But now they're significantly, you know, traveling with your adult children, I would assume has got to be a really exciting thing, especially if they pay their own bills sometimes. (laughs) Um, And taking their grandkids to do experiences maybe they didn't get to do with their own children. And so I meet with individuals all day long that are having wonderful trips, doing whatever they want, um, you know, spoiling kids, grandkids, whatever the case may be. And so I get a little jealous in my day-to-day job that I'll ask someone, hey, does this time work for you? And they're like, I'm retired. I don't care. You pick. And I'm like, ah, 
what a dream. So uh, just seeing, cool. but you have to be diligent and doing sometimes really hard things, sticking out mm. that job that you know the benefit is worth it long term or, you know, saving even though you would rather be traveling or buying, mm. you know, something fun. Yeah. And I've, I mean, I, I worked with a member a couple months ago. Um, she was trying to figure out if she could um, possibly make early retirement work. Um, it was kind of a fun situation in which I actually partnered with a with a wealth manager um, to kind of weed through some of the investments and pieces like that where we kind of I help more on the monthly budget side of things about, you know, because she was not budgeting. So where are you at with your budget? Let's figure this out for a couple of months. Um, Visit with the wealth manager, figure out what that income would look like. Um, Her main goal was to be able to quit her job so that she could really do nonprofit work. Hmm. I mean, it was it was kind of one of those situations where, you know, I've given my life to this these these corporate people and I've, I've done that and, you know, I want to give back. I'm in my late fifties and I'm not quite there yet, but could I, could I make this happen? Um, and you know, it was a both and right Mm -hmm. of figuring out, okay, well, where, where's the income going to come from so that you can maintain a standard of living that you want to, but also more importantly, achieve this goal of, of making a difference in the ways Mm -hmm. that you want to make a difference. Terrific. What a helpful and Honestly, interesting and fun conversation as people think about new opportunities and exploring changes in their career. Um, as listeners go back to their life and and work and day, um, what are maybe three key takeaways that we can send them on their way with? Um, Taylor, would you mind starting us? Yeah. So uh, the first thing I would do is just take a really um, be really mindful with your next career change. So take a step back and figure out, you know, what's important to me. Is it the job flexibility? Is it the benefits? Is it strictly the pay? And just figuring out what's gonna what's gonna fulfill you the most in the next step and help you get to your long term goal. So anytime we make a change, um, when thinking about financial planning, we're evaluating: is it if retirement was the number one goal for you, is it gonna increase that? Is it gonna get it closer, or is it gonna gonna make you work a couple years longer? And that's okay either way, but figuring out what's most important to you. And then along with that mindfulness, I think it's important to to make sure that you're you're going into the next stage, the next step with eyes wide open and being prepared. Mm. Um, you know, uh, don't do do things intentionally, uh, and be be intentional about all the preparation. Um, from things like, you know, gaps in health insurance, you know, or mm-hmm. gaps in pay. Do you have that emergency savings, you know, to, to get you by and through mm-hmm. any time that there might be from one, one job to the next? Um, any and all of those benefits that are really essential and necessary to you or your family, um, all of those things just take a, a preparation and a, an intentionality to make sure you're looking ahead. Ryan, that's awesome. I love that for number two. And then uh, bring us home. What would be a third takeaway that you guys would send us on our way with? Hey, I mean, I just mentioned it. And that's the, you know, the emergency savings, like making sure that you you are putting money aside in, in, a, in a liquid way that is easily accessed, mm-hmm. that can get you from point A to point B, um, that you've got something to fall back on and make sure that, that that money's there. Automation is still the way to go to me. But, you know, if you need yeah. that celebration, then do it. And you can click the own buttons and move it from one account to the the other, but get that savings going. Yeah. And I would say putting together a long-term plan, if you haven't already, and incorporating a professional to help you get there and really deciding, again, what's important to you? How are we going to get there? What sacrifices may we have to make short-term to get that long-term goal finished? 
How do people get in touch? How do they make this happen and get this third-party expertise? So for the Wealth Advisor, there's so many different ways. If you're in a branch, you can ask anybody, hey, um, is there a Wealth Advisor mm-hmm. that covers this branch? Can they can they meet with me and help me? Um, you can absolutely meet with a Wealth Advisor. There's no initial cost, but we're going to sit down and figure out what's the best plan for you and are there costs associated with it? Is, are there different types of accounts? And we'll go through all that. But you're not tied. You meet with us. You're not tied to anything. You go to our website. There's a whole list of financial advisors under the financial planning or wealth management tab. Um, and you can read all about them. We all do things a little bit differently. We're all in different parts of town. And you can find the one that you think works best with you and your lifestyle and your location. Same for us uh, with financial well-being. Any of our coaches are available via referral from a branch. Um, but you can also go straight to the website and, and book an appointment on your own. You're looking for the, the Learn tab on the website and then financial well-being. I love it. Ryan, Taylor, thanks again. You guys were tremendous as always, and we'll look forward to the next time. And to our members and listeners out there, thanks so much for tuning in to another edition of the Community Conversation presented by Community America. Have a great day. Investment and insurance products, including annuities, are not deposits, are not NCUA or otherwise federally insured, are not obligations of or guaranteed by the credit union, and may lose value. 